Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Shivery, coming to you live from Austin, Texas. I'm joined by my co-host who's whispering something to producer Dave. I'm not sure what that's about. Sally, what were you just telling Dave? I actually was asking him, are we recording so that we... Oh, <laughs> it's a fair question. So you're asking him if he actually hit the record button. Yes, I am. Okay, so how are you doing? I'm feeling a lot better from last week. Good. I'm sure you can already tell. In the Whatever sound of my you had, voice. I think you gave to Will. I did he's give to down Will. Down and out. Yeah. Under the weather. And I don't want to throw him under him under the bus, but I'm pretty miserable when I'm sick. He is a total baby, and he's kind of acting like That's it. That's right how now. guys are when they get sick. It's but also, thing. like, I need people to bring me stuff, and I want attention, and like. Will to bring me soup, and I'm asking Will like what I can do for him, and he's just kind of being a dick. And I think he just wants me to leave him alone, but I feel like I need to do stuff. When so. I get sick, I I don't like I can't even reach for my phone or like pull my head off a pillow. It's I'm just completely useless. It's bad. Yeah, it's not great. I have an Evian water sitting in front of me, and I've found myself since watching the Firefest doc, like reaching for this when given the option. Evian's great water. It's a good water, but I don't know if it stands out above the others. Is it better than Fiji? But since Homeboy was willing to suck a D for it and told millions of people that, I wonder if they've seen an uptick in sales. I I imagine they have a little bit. Okay, I'm going to ask my question of the week right now. Whoa. What's your go-to water bottle? If you, price isn't an option, you're getting a water bottle. What what brand are you going? If If price is out the window, then it's definitely Fiji. Okay. I don't. I don't know. Factoring why. price in, what are you going for? I think I'm officially an Evian guy now. Okay, Dave. I kind of like Smart Water. I do too, actually. I'm either Smart or Evian. I don't hate Fiji. In fact, I I used to have a theory that uh, Fiji was the best for a hangover, just because you felt better because you were spending more money. Turns <laughs> out there's probably no science to back that up, but still, I, I like Smart Water now. I am a fan of the smart water bottle, like the actual design of the bottle. But if we're going price, I'm going Ozarka with the pop top thing. I don't like that Fiji is a square bottle. It can't fit in anything. Right. I don't like that. But if if I'm not going to be putting it in a cup holder Mm -hmm. from the airport, for example, it's a great great water to have. But okay. And then if you're going into someone's fridge and they have water bottles stocked in the fridge, which you shouldn't because that's not very environmentally friendly. What's going to make you be like, wow, this person is low-key loaded if they have this stocked in the fridge? Fiji? Yeah. What about Voss? Oh, Voss is... Yeah. Isn't that a glass bottle? It's a glass... Well, now it's a plastic bottle, but it used to be glass. Voss, actually, now that you say that, that's up there for me. Yeah. There's something about someone who drinks Voss. It's pretty bougie. Well, so is Fiji. If you're at the Evian airport, was supposed to be bougie too, but now it's just not as bougie as Fiji. It is a pretty good looking bottle, though. I'll give it's it to you. It's a great looking bottle. Yeah. It's got the mountains. It's got the mountains behind it. It's Have you ever French used Alps. the Evian face spray? It's just like facial mist. I love it. It's just, is it just water? Yeah. It's really? just water. And they sell it in a spray bottle? You just mist yourself. Come on. Hydrate people, your people skin. People are actually buying that? Yeah. That's trash. Meredith, the stepmom in uh, Parent Trap, uses it on her face. Look it up. That just seems like I just I just want to throw money away on something really stupid. That's like if your skin's dry and you want to like refresh your face, you can like spray yourself. Whatever. A little hydration. Anyway, I didn't say hi to producer Dave. I know he's been talking, but how you doing, Dave? Chilling. 
Good, man. I'm staring at that Evian and it just looks so refreshing. Does it make you think of the Firefest documentary? No, I don't. I've kind of forgotten about that. It makes me think of the Swiss Alps. Oh, it's from the French French Alps. Alps. Whoa. I don't know if you've ever been to either, but. What's better? I would would say Swiss has more prestige. You hear more about the Swiss Alps. I'm going to look this up on a map because I'm not even totally sure what the Alps are. I think the Swiss, Swiss Alps are a little bit more dope and picturesque. You, I, I think the Alps I are just the Alps, and it depends on what country you're in. If right, we're being but it's, serious, it's, they're doper. But in there's not parts. like a, a bad like the Rockies. Like Alps. the Rockies extend down into New Mexico, but they're they're tighter up in Colorado, you know. In like Wyoming. In Wyoming and Montana and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the 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 New Mexico Rockies aren't. Yeah, you know they get, they get a, the Rockies actually route. really extend down into Texas. They do touch Texas. That's that's a fact, and even Mexico, I believe. I think that they end. Like right in El Paso. Okay. I could be wrong, but there's like some oh. point in El Paso. The foot that of we've the Rockies is in El, is right square in El. In no, El Paso, but it's like Texas. outside of El Paso. Okay. I could be wrong, but I know that there's some mount or something that you can go see in El Paso, and I've been there. This is a mountain times. podcast now. <laughs> All mountain takes. Welcome. We're just gonna talk about mountain ranges. All right. Uh, we do answer questions on this podcast, by the way. Uh, if you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mailin Podcast, M A I L I N Podcast. Uh, also, the hotline, 888 362 M A I L. That's 888 362 6245. We're seeing an uptick in, in the voicemails and as emails as well. I really appreciate that. On Twitter, in the, the bio, there's a link there. That's where you can, you can write in if you don't want to hear your voice over the air. I get that. Some people don't like to do that. Uh, we have seven questions today. I think it's going to be a good one. Um, three of them are voicemails. Dave, if you don't mind, let's get right into it. Hey, Dylan, Sal. At what point do you tell one of your best friends they are getting fat? One of my best buddies since freshman year of college found a girl and definitely let himself go. He has since broken up with this girl and hasn't left his relationship eating habits. I don't want to be that guy to tell him he's getting fat, but also his, also as his boy, I feel like I should. Let me know what you two think, because I've been thinking about this for a while. At what point do you tell your friend he's... I guess this applies to girls, too. You know, I think that men and women probably actually handle this a lot differently, so I want to hear what you are going to say. I don't know that I even bring it up at all, because I don't know if if, if it's a personal issue for this person, if they're like, I don't... Like, if maybe they're just, like, cool with whatever they look like, and... I might bring some unnecessary stress to them if I'm like, yo, we've been noticing that you've been getting fat. And they're just like, I don't really care. Like, this is just what I want to be like. I don't even know if I do bring it up. So you're the friend who doesn't bring it up. I mean, if it's if it's getting like way out of hand and like they're going down a very unhealthy path, I might be like, yo, you might want to check yourself and get help, you know, maybe mix a salad in or something. <laughs> so I feel you like say that. girls have a very... um interesting way about going about this and maybe this is just my friends but i think that this is pretty universal between girls you can never come out and tell your friend like you're fat that's reserved for your sister or your mom to tell you okay, okay. Family and only. i feel like when your mom says it to you you're kind of like roll your eyes but then they are actually telling you the truth this is coming from someone who is pretty fat in college i was you were at no least way. 20 pounds heavier than i am now which doesn't sound like I wasn't like obese or yeah, anything. Yeah, that's definitely but, not fat. But if you look at my pictures, you look, and different. I don't know if we can find any of them out there on the internets. Hopefully not. 
but my face was noticeably rounder. And my mom would tell me like every day when I would come home, like, you got to start working out, Sally. But girls will, if a friend says to you, oh my gosh, I feel so fat, you automatically have to say back, oh my God, you're not at all. Because if you don't give them that immediately, you're just a bitch. But some ways that people will undercut and actually tell you that confirm your feelings that you probably are fat is just be like, well, just like exercise or eat less. Like, okay. it's a small, it's a not, uh, yeah, you're fat. And they're way, you, they, you have to say it first. You have to say, oh my God, I'm so fat. And then instead of your friend immediately chiming in with, no, you're not. I'm so fat. Look at my thighs, whatever, whatever. She'll say something like, oh my God, well, I did this diet and lost so much weight. Or, oh my God, it's just like, do yoga more. It's, she'll give you like a tip instead of just going the opposite of what you said. And that's her way of confirming, yeah, you, you put on weight. Now that you mention it, it is super awkward when someone who has obviously gained weight and you're like a one-on-one conversation mm-hmm. and someone you're close to is like, man, I've been really putting on weight. And if, if it's clear that they have, how do you respond to that? It's kind of like there's no right answer. Like, yeah, you have. We, we've, and even you if say, you like, say. No, no, because then you, they know you're lying. When I put on weight, I did this. You're just, all you're doing is confirming to that person that, yeah, you did. Because you didn't contradict them in any way. But I think you're being a good friend by telling someone that they have gained weight. And maybe that they're not in the best place. Because it sounds like this guy probably gained weight when he was in a relationship. Is now out of said relationship. Has kept weight on and is possibly gaining more weight. And if we want this guy to like go date people, he might need to like pick it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's going to depend on your friend and the kind of personality they have. I, I know I have friends who are heavy and they just own it and they wear it and they're like proud of it. Mm-hmm. So to that, someone like that, it's like, why even bring it up? Because they're like, they don't care. But if you think it's probably weighing on this person, pun unintended. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think you're a, a bad friend bring it up. for bringing it up. And especially if he gives you an in at any point saying like, oh man, I, and references the fact that he's overweight at all, just use that as an opportunity to confirm it, but in a subtle way. What do you think, Dave? Um, since these are dudes, and I guess this could apply to ladies, but I'm going to use personal experience. There's a way to bring it up um, and maybe get them at least thinking about it. Like say, I don't know, if you live in the same town with them, you know, hey, let's start, let's start lifting together or let's let's sign up for, uh, this is extreme, but like, let's do a triathlon or let's do a 5k, whatever it is people do. Or, Hey, I'm on a health kick. You want to go grab uh, a healthy meal with me or something? Or like do a diet. I, my brother right now is in a weight loss challenge with his work. Just challenge your friend to a weight loss challenge. Be like, (laughs) I, I want to get skinny for the summer. That's let's, a good one. Let's each put in however much money. And that shit can be contagious wins. too. If like people around you are getting in shape and you're it definitely being makes competitive you want to do about the same it. Thing. So maybe that's a good way to approach the subject instead of just telling him, like, hey, you got fat. Like, try there to motivate him, motivate him in other ways. But what do you think about telling a significant other that they've gotten fat? That, that's a whole other issue. Um, it's I hard. Actually, I actually believe we answered that one time on previously named Mailbag. Um, I don't remember what I said, but. That it's it it's really hard to so do. So I don't feel like Will and I like if Will told me like you're looking fat, I would lose my mind and like cry. But I look at my parents now who've been together for like almost thirty five years and they'll just like tell each other they're like, You're getting fat. So I'm wondering if there is like a 
point when you just reach like there's a timeline in a relationship where you're just like okay i can tell this person and they're not gonna like freak out but if if your significant other is getting heavy probably approach it like we mentioned before like hey let's 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 go in this together and let's get healthy together right eat healthy make it about the health you know yeah and make it about you two as a unit probably right and not just about her or him I think the only person that can tell you that you're getting fat without like severe backlash is probably your mom. Yeah, that's true. Damn. All right, first voicemail. Hello, Dylan and Sally. I have a follow-up question to one guy's question about whether couples should have joint Instagram accounts. What about having an Instagram account that you guys both share, but it's, it's your own and her own? So, like, you guys have both access to each other's Instagram accounts, and you guys both monitor it. How how does how does that play into into this all? Thanks. Bye. This is crazy. What? So he's saying, just you're both having your own Instagram, but you have like the login to the he's other. He's just person's... saying that like, you have Will's password. He has your password. Right. Just so if he gets DMs from someone, it's just to check DMs, right? So no I other reason. Like, I feel like you do have Will's password. I don't have Will's password. I do. Not. I mean, it's just to monitor DMs, basically. Right. Correct? Yeah. I, so weird. Yeah. I uh, mean, that's that's point. that's the same thing as saying like, do you let your significant other just like read your text? Um. If if they, okay. If this guy, if you know a couple who's doing this, that means they've had issues in the past with like, either her or him, DMing someone they shouldn't have DM. Like, okay, well here, here's my password. I'm never gonna do it again. I There's don't some see an upside issues. to this. There are major trust issues. That's yeah. a, a weird, a weird thing to do. So probably the most um, in each other's lives, maybe somebody would consider this as like controlling or I don't really know the word for it, that Will and I's relationship has is that we follow each other on Fine Friends. And some people like freak out about that. They're like, really? oh my God, you see where he is at all the time. And I was like, honestly, when we first started doing it, I also fi- like follow a lot of my friends on Fine Friends because I find it fun. I'm like, oh, like... I see you're in Cali this week. What you doing? Because I just like to check out right, on people. Right. It's fun. When Will and I first started dating and I was living in Houston, he would drive from Austin to Houston and I'd be working. So I would like text him being like, where are you? But he was driving on I-10, which is dangerous. I think to share your location with, with your significant other is not nearly... I think that's fairly normal. I, so like, I, it's to not me, a, okay, maybe Will not and normal, I have never not, been not in a, a situation deal. where I'm like, he can't know where I am ever like and maybe that's but then like my little sister and her fiance they find that the weirdest thing ever they're like why would you want to know i'm like because it's will like i want to know if he's coming home from work yet we have nothing to hide right Right. so i and people take that in different ways people think that that's like too much of as of an invasion of privacy and some people think like that's totally normal that's probably the most that we do i would never ask for will's password have i read his text before Yes, I have. Did he know about it? He did not. What? And he was not happy about it. <laughs> I know I'm revealing like super crazy girlfriend behavior, but I just was bored and his was phone was right text? there. No. No, actually it was his text with his best friend. That's good. And then all they talked about was like, <laughs> literally all they talked about was soccer. So I was like, this is pretty boring. Honestly, should we just Sally, erase? I can't believe you did that. Should we just erase this portion of the podcast? No, I feel like people are gonna be really mad at me. I had a girl go through my text one time that I was like kind of dating, but not really. And she found, um, 
She found a conversation that was like months and months old before I even knew her. Uh-huh. A girl I was just previously talking to. And she like got really pissed at me. Like, what the fuck? Well, I'll, I'll be honest. I found nothing. One, not that I was even looking for anything. I legitimately was just bored and being like, hey, what does Will talk about to his friends? And two, he walked in and saw me and he was so mad. He caught you red-handed? Oh, yeah. See, you know what? If he didn't catch you, you never would have told him. No, I wouldn't have. To this day. And so now, and you know when he did it, he left his phone while he was in the shower. So now he brings the phone in with him to the bathroom because he knows that like, I'll be like, huh, what's on Will's phone? Do you have phone? the password to his phone? I I know the password to his phone. But like, I I literally, I If given the chance, would you go through his phone again? No. I've had the chance. Like, Will is a okay. sound sleeper. If I really wanted to go through his phone, I probably could. Sally? But honestly, like, I would give Will my phone and be like, you can go through it. Right. There's nothing i'm hiding sure but that's just how our relationship is and yeah, i but even if okay clearly will has not like doesn't isn't carrying on like a secret relationship but like our squad text like that's sacred information not, right. that, not that we talk about like really terrible stuff because i we know don't, enough but, about what goes on in y'all squad yeah. text only because will's notifications pop up on his phone so like if it's right next to me i can see that y'all are texting yeah. about stuff yeah but i'm never gonna be like oh what are they Sally? talking about I know. That's, That's a bad. bad admission, and I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for it, but I'm being truthful. That's what we're all and about. And I haven't done it again since then. One of my boys from back home, he, yeah, we found out his wife was reading our group text. Like, he would be driving, and she would read it aloud to him, and we oh, didn't know it. No. <laughs> we found this out. We're like, dude, you got to yeah, kick him out. We go. almost kicked him out. We, it, was, it was bad because. You know, it's the high school friend group text, so it's just another level of trash. Yeah. Sure. You know, it's these are the people who knew you when you were going through puberty and stuff and in high school. So it's like, it was bad. That, that's you can't a, do that's that. an egregious offense. You cannot do that. So here's my take on the Instagram sharing thing. I think that's a poor choice. If you really have trust issues, you need to probably confront some other issues in your relationship. That being said, ask any girl if they really wanted to read your text messages dms whatever we are very resourceful we could do it if we want i mean i'm just saying like you've got an ipad a computer your phone the cloud like the cloud exists Cloud freaks me out and i'm not i'm not maybe not every girl is as crazy as i am and i don't feel the need to like check up on will at all anymore i legitimately i swear to god was just bored in bed and was like "Ah, there's his phone i'm gonna look at it but if I really felt like something's going on, I would look. Yeah. Get to and the I bottom that of it. I, I could look is what I'm saying. Right. But I trust Will. I don't, we don't have anything to hide from each other. Will, I'm. That's a solid relationship. The one. Will's guy, a bad secret keeper as a The mine. one this guy's asking about, that sounds like a, a pretty shitty relationship if they have to, you know, exchange passwords. Right. Yikes. So don't do it. And. Be truthful. You know, if you check your boyfriend's text messages, maybe stop doing it and tell him that you did it. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't it's exile a- him from the group text because I admitted this. I do not check his phone. I oh, promise. Yeah, yeah. Don't share group text information with anybody. That's messed. Don't up. have don't have your girlfriend read the group text aloud while you're if driving. You kicked Will out. It would just be a text with me and Dylan, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'd be awkward. We have we have like several group texts going on oh, yeah, that are like right. just d- different variations of the same people. Like maybe one person well, is Well, maybe excluded. because like y'all talked about something and then you have to side text and be like, did they just say that? It makes or me you how were many, like, I mean, yeah. I'm not it. I think maybe I can, I think most of ours are because uh, they start as 
hey, let's we got a tea time, and then someone can't play, so we do a whole nother group, mm-hmm. and then this one doesn't have so and so on it, but then the other one does, so you feel yeah. bad, you neglect one. I can honestly say you're in every single one of my my group text, Dave. You really oh, are. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, you want to get to the next one? Hey, Dylan. So I know y'all have touched on going gray before, but what do I, what do, I do if I'm noticeably graying at 21? Do I try to dye it? Uh, until, wrong wrong yeah, kind of dye. I know. Yeah. I thought that was humorous. Do I try to dye it until at least 25 or just rock it? Looking forward to going gray hair or it's just weird. I'm sorry. Poor, poor Look, punctuation. Yeah, this is just a trash email. Yeah. So on, should he dye it or not? Yeah, at 21. Um, okay, so I get a lot of shit for being like the old guy. And yes, I do have grays. Like I have silver wings, I like to call them. You have a touch of gray, if you will. I have a touch of gray. Salt However, pepper. I started getting these when I was about 21. Okay. Um, so 14 years ago. Yes, I'm 35. Your dad's a noted silver fox. My dad has I saw him this weekend. silver hair. Yeah. It's a full uh, head of hair. It's just silver. It's a full head of hair. His name's David too, by the way. Damn. Yeah. Um, I, I'm actually disappointed I haven't turned grayer at this point in my life. When I started go, going gray at 21, I was like, oh, fuck, yes, here it comes. I was excited about it because I think it looks Honestly, tight. I really excited enjoy your amount of gray, I think. Wait, say it again? I enjoy the amount of gray you have in your hair. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I love my I don't. I don't think you need more or less. I think I, it's I a perfect amount. I, I wouldn't dare dye my hair a darker color because uh, I think they're cool. Um, most girls that they could be lying to me, I don't know. They say they're into it. Um, hopefully, they're not lying to me. Um, 21, yeah, it's a little early. I, I, I don't know how gray you are at this point. You probably just seeing signs of it. I wouldn't worry about it. A lot of a lot of guys start around then. I would say, um, and it looks cool, man. And if you're going like super gray around 21, maybe do like there are just from. I think there are some that just like tone it down. Mm-hmm. They don't like just straight you dye. E- you can like he could easily dye his hair at home if he wants to. Yeah, and I don't think that's a wrong thing no, either. No, no. If, if you, you want to dye, dye your hair, if do you'll it. feel better about dyeing your hair and going all the way back to brown or black or blonde, whatever the hell you are, uh, there's no shame in that. Fucking do it. People change the way they look all the time to make themselves feel better. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But I, I would say just own it because I think it's tight. I'm I think I it's totally this. up to you and your friends etc like if you have other friends and you feel comfortable great keep it if you want to dye it there's no shame in dyeing it Not girls dye their hair from like the age of 12 on so yeah, girls wear this thing called makeup and pretty much cover their faces up so on the So you can absolutely so. dye your hair and not be ashamed no, of I dyeing think it's it. Tight. But you could also embrace it and no one's going to fault you for either no. either one of them. And there's no number, you don't need to like dye it and then wait till 30 and start like debuting no. the grays again. Just whenever you feel like it. Yeah, but if you want to tone it down, like I said, there are products out there who just basically just kind of bring it back. Maybe to some of them color. will sponsor this podcast. I sure. don't know. Just for men, holler at holler at us. Should be noted though, if you do try to grow a beard, that's when your grays will really pop out. I yeah. noticed that in my beard when I let it grow. I have some around the chin. I yeah. have some grays around the chin, and I think they're pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever get any like gray hairs up in your nose, Dave? Uh, I have so a far no. I have a couple. It's weird. Really? Yeah, it's like white. Very I have white. friends who got gray hair at twenty one, but like, it it just it totally depends on your hair color and what you normally do. So like, some of my friends have brown hair and they don't ever dye their hair, so they've just like kind of kept yeah. an eye on it. 
some, and I feel like it's a bigger deal for girls. Yeah. Considering mine started to creep in around that age, I, I'm surprised and disappointed I don't have more at this point. Maybe you're just going to turn a corner at like next year at 48, and then it's going to be all silver again. <laughs> well, that's not next year, Sally, but thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, dude, just own it. It's tight. It's a tight look. Next voicemail. What up, Slumdorn Dillionaire? I'm just calling you from the beautiful state of Georgia. Just got a quick question. Um, just in the second half of my junior year of college, and I really am just now starting to get into the whole gym vibe. I'm a little scrawny boy, have been my whole life, never could put on any weight. Uh, but now that I'm in college, I've put on weight in obvious places that I shouldn't have. And I'm trying to shred, shed those pounds. I've started doing a little bit of cardio in the gym, started doing a little swimming, but I'm having the problem where the swim team gets there and I just look like a fucking scrub. Do I just keep at it? Love some advice. Also, Sally, killing the game. Dave, you're doing a great job on the on the producer end. Love you, bye. He kind of took this in a few different directions, but basically, as someone who's in college who's you know, I think beer weight is what he's talking about there. How does someone in college, like, get active and stay in shape? Um, I will say that college is probably the hardest time of your life to be in shape. I hard agree to that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's just the culture is like you're, you're partying, you're, you turn just super lazy, you're drinking all the time, you eat like shit, you can't afford, like, you know, good, healthy meals. Um, it's the hardest time of your life to stay in shape. So if you are staying active, I think you're doing a pretty badass job. Yeah. College, I look back now, and I remember being on, like, diets and stuff and going on health kicks, and I would lose, like, three pounds. I don't think, unless you just nip it in the bud in the very beginning and don't gain any weight because you don't drink or something like that, it's incredible. It's very, very hard to not gain the college weight and then lose it while you're still in college, Yeah, in my personal opinion. I lost weight after college because I wasn't drinking five nights a week. College is, it's like a universal time to just kind of let yourself go a little bit and everyone accepts it because they're all doing the exact same thing you are. But if you are able to stay in somewhat decent shape, you're probably way ahead of the curve. Right, exactly. Because yeah. I working didn't, I out... I didn't sniff a gym when I was in college. Same. Not, I think I, meant, I, I went less than five times throughout my entire college career. And I so, hated it. Yeah. I feel like... I can't remember. Are we talking about weight loss on another question later on or no? Is this the one? No, this, this is it. We did talk about the... Uh, we talked a little bit about it already the, in the first one. Big. Okay. So I was going to say this earlier. And... Because you're in college, it's a little bit different. But for people who want to lose weight, I think you the biggest thing is like find what works for you. Because I can like sit here and tout Whole30 all day and Dave can talk about weightlifting and also Dylan. But we can all talk about the things that we like and it's because it works for us. So finding a routine that works for you is the most important thing. So right now, if that's just working out to keep additional weight gain at bay that's a great idea but for me it was not drinking dude if you're if this guy's swimming like i mean he's already on the way i mean swimming's a fucking yeah. great mm-hmm. workout that's hard as hell um and you should like your goal should be to like look competent for i mean if you're really that worried about looking like a scrub because the swim team's in there um 
But it sounds like this dude is just, you know, classic college guy drinking a lot of beer. You just cut cut the beer back, switch yeah. out the beer with, I mean, vodka, like your vodka sodas, your clear, your clear, you know, mixed drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, you will definitely lose that bloated beer weight. I Be actually, careful with it because you get hammered, but still. I actually lost my college weight on a stationary bike. I bought one and I put it in my living room in my house, and I hit the stationary bike all the time. Then I finally joined the gym, and I I did the stationary bike at the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I, I had like very little muscle tones. I didn't touch weights, but I, I hit a stationary bike and it worked. To me, it's like finding the one thing. There's a million different things you can do, whether exercise or dieting, but it's the one thing that you're gonna stick to that you should do. Yeah, and once you find the thing that you like, it'll start. You'll start to notice that you pick up other healthier habits because right. you just get in the mentality of, okay, I'm now taking this seriously. I'm getting in shape. You might not eat as unhealthy. You might not drink as much beer, but it's just a better lifestyle. Switching to vodka sodas or tequila sodas is a great move though because beer really does pack it yeah. up. Yeah. In college, I just, I I drink, you hand, I mean, I just drink beer nonstop. Big beer guy. We, I mean, we all were. Yeah. It's just at every party we went to, it was just, there were just troughs full of, you know, natty light. My and brother cut out drinking beer. beer because he's doing keto ish and he's lost 21 pounds in like five weeks just by wow. not drinking beer. I mean, other stuff too. And he's working out, but it's funny him. how when, if you do start like a, a serious, not serious, but if you start lifting weights and say you get into like, you start doing some reading on like, what do you, what should you eat? Uh, you know, post-workout and stuff like this, the, uh, the snowball effect for your diet like that's real. Your body definitely starts craving like good foods. Like yeah. you don't leave the gym after lifting. Like, God damn, I want Popeyes. Like yeah. that. I've, I don't. Maybe some people do, but I I can't remember the last time I did that. I only want that bad food when I'm. I feel like a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I I focused less when I was trying to get in shape. I focused less on what I was eating and and more on what I wasn't eating. Like I just cut out the terrible shit for you, the fried chicken and the burgers and you know that kind of stuff. Cause it, I don't know. That worked for me, mm-hmm. I guess. Hope we answered your question. I think we did. Okay. Dave? Hey, Dylan Sal. Shouts to Dave for reading this right now. <laughs> I'm 25 and recently moved to the DFW area and have no friends, or at least friends that I want to go out with to the clubs on weekends. How do I go about making friends? Is it weird if I go to bars and clubs alone? Also, what's the best avenue for meeting the ladies? I'm not a dating boy. I'm not a dating app boy. I'm Again, sorry. he's reading this verbatim. This is not on Dave. I just came from the gym. I'm reading this is a Dave editorial. Just came from the gym and I'm moving kind of slow. I apologize. I never thought I would do well on there because I'm bad at texting, would rather talk in person. It's when I'm funniest and can vibe and make jokes about my surroundings. Thanks for any help you provide. Love you. Bye. So this guy's a huge observational humor guy. Yeah. So I included this. It's not a sexy question or very exciting, but this is one of the ones that we get more than any other. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do I meet people? Basically, how do I meet people? I'm in a new city. Man, it's crazy. Running PGP uh, and just like seeing like people in the comments who meet up and stuff because they move to a new area and they don't know how to yeah. Not that I don't know how to make friends, but they're having trouble doing it. I can't relate. And it makes me feel really sad for people because that's got to be hard as hell. That's That's got to be really a tough time i i don't if i moved to a city where i didn't know anyone i don't yeah, know what i would scary. do i really don't know i mean so will did that and he mostly became friends with just y'all from work and then some of my friends from our relationship but i 
I maintain that one of the hardest things is an, is making friends as an adult because yeah. as as kids, it's super easy. It, then you are friends with people you go to like high school with and play sports with. Then in college, really easy to make friends. You're around tons of people all the time. You're doing different activities, and then you get thrown in to the real world. And maybe you're not living in a city where you know anybody from either growing up or college. And it's really hard to make connections with people, especially if you're one of the people who like doesn't maybe want to be friends with your coworkers, or maybe all your coworkers are 20 years older than you. Yeah. Which but is difficult. I would say work, though, is probably the easiest way to make friends. Right. Because you're around them all the time, and people go get beers after work and that kind of thing. You should always take them up on that. But like you said, there are some work environments where you're the, by far the youngest person, or maybe it's an office of just nine people, and they all right. kind of, they're not cool. And you could also make the argument that like being around work people all the time is a little difficult. At least I found my work environment like that, like... I love the people I work with, but I also need a break from them when I'm not at work because you're just reliving the same stuff over and over. But meeting people through work and maybe like going to happy hours with them, meeting some of their friends or joining, yes. joining, yes. you know, some softball league with them helps you have a connection to meet other people. Um, another thing I feel like, and Dave mentioned this, but I feel like this community that y'all have built has a lot of people that have met up that way and maybe those people have friends. So it's about finding people to get you connections to other people. So maybe the person that you live with or that you work with is not your favorite person, but maybe they have some cool friends. They might do have some cool friends. You know, it's something that you really don't plan on having to deal with after college, but it's complete. It's completely unique to like post-grad life is, uh, be, becoming friends with or, or dealing with people who are they are they really want to hang out with you or are they just like social ladder climbers like what do they want from you yeah mm-hmm. that's a real thing yeah and it's that's something that you don't really think about this guy's in a good spot though because dallas fort worth i mean if he's in dallas if he's in fort worth or anywhere in between there's a great post-grad scene there yeah, um, yeah. there i mean i know dallas has like all the stereotypes but i mean there's there's areas out there that are cool to go had um had I been in this position, I would have definitely been bar solo guy. See, that's not me, and I think it's weird. I think it totally depends. Bar solo guy, I think is fine. Club solo guy is weird. Yeah. Um, and like like Dave is saying, bar solo guy, but like maybe your like neighborhood bar that's like pretty chill. I mean, like uptown in Dallas, I feel like that's you could go weird. sit at the bar ish. It just depends on the bar, I think. Yeah. Like, feel the vibe of the bar. You go get in somewhere where there's like a, a cool bartender. You go become a regular. That's. I think that's cool. I think it's weird to me because kind of I, I don't have the type of personality that's going to approach stra- a group of strangers and just strike up a conversation. I just, it's not in me to do it. So I don't. I don't. I can't. Uh, another thing you could do, and this for guys and girls, is join like organizations. I know, like I joined junior league when I was in Houston because I needed volunteer hours. But a lot of people like made friends that way. Um, then we were part of like. I forgot what it was called, but it was like a post-grad kind of organization where you'd have happy hours once a month. So if you can like get into little things like that, that's a good way to yeah. meet people. I can't vouch for this personally, but I've heard that uh, like co-ed softball, kickball mm-hmm. is a great way to meet people yeah. your age. Uh, a lot of people like working out, CrossFit. Yeah, that I don't, too. You know, I've never been a yeah. CrossFit guy, but... A lot of people who do CrossFit, they hang out together. And Any place that you're going to get a sense of community. Sure. 
I mean, a lot of people met via PGP and... I mean, on the Reddit page of yeah, we, like yeah we ran into all of them. them we saw Friday. them all on Friday oh and Saturday, actually. And my friends that I was with were super confused. But shouts to those people. Oh, y'all ran into them again? We were on Rainy, and I was with my friend for her 30th birthday and like all of our college friends. And we ran into them, and my friend was like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> I think it's not as weird for Will, but they were like, why do these people know who Sally is? So... Shouts to y'all. Thanks for that. Um, I, it, this is a hard one. I, and I, even meeting, especially like if you're not an app person, that's why like Bumble made like Bumble BFF so you could like meet people, you know? Um, so this dude said he's not, a, he's not an app boy, but maybe become an app boy because um, like Hinge and Bumble, I know it's a little, it can be like awkward, but this, this shit works. And no again, if you find a girl that you think is cool on an app and don't want to date her, maybe she has some cool friends too. Like you just have to know. And I think this was the biggest thing about being a postgrad and a really even freshman year that I wish I could have told myself is like everyone who is in your situation feels the same way. So there are tons of people probably in Dallas, Fort Worth, any city in this country that are postgrads that have no friends that are looking to find friends the same way. Yeah. And you can't be insecure about the fact that you're looking for people because everyone's going through it. And I wish I would have told myself that like freshman year of college that like everyone's meeting each other. Cause I was really intimidated by like all these people who knew each other from high school or camp, but really everyone's just as insecure as I was. Yeah. And the same goes for being post-grad. Like even if you have college friends, they have friends that I wasn't friends with. And I was like, oh, like, should I talk to that person? Like, you can't be insecure about meeting people. And you just have to, like, kind of yeah. suck it up. Maybe go to the bar by yourself. Maybe join an organization. Maybe get on an app. And just know that everyone out there is in, or very many people in this population are in the same position as you. This is kind of a parallel. But when I went to Texas State, I knew exactly one person. And that was Ryan Young. Um, and... He called me up one night. He knew I was like just enrolled as a freshman. And he was like, hey, you come by the fraternity house. And that's why I joined, just to meet people. I didn't right. give a shit about like the whole fraternity thing, really. Uh, but like I I put myself in a position to meet a ton of people. Right. And, and you, you can't wait around for it to fall in your lap. You have to be proactive, which yeah. I think is really hard sometimes because – a lot of times when you're like meeting people, you're like, why aren't they calling me? No one's going to think it's weird if you like make friends with somebody and you want to text them the next day to hang out. It's the same thing with like dating. I feel like don't feel like there's all these rules that just don't exist. Be proactive. And if they don't and like you and you don't like each other, it's fine. For introverted people, that can be tough to do. Right. I mean, extroverts, it's you're natural at it. You don't understand what it's like to be like not very outgoing around people you don't know. Right. Um. But you do have to sometimes get outside your comfort zone just to meet people. Be comfortable being uncomfortable for a little bit. There you go. Dave, let's do the next one. Hey, guys. I was listening to the pod and had a question about the girls taking up golf for guys. As an avid golfer slash sports fan, when it comes to the stereotype, how much is too much when it comes to girls being into sports? It was pretty wordy, wasn't it? A little bit. Yeah, to get to the point. So I kind of feel bad about this one. Not about this question, but then when I looked back about what she was, I'm assuming this is a girl talking. I think so. Um, about the way that we talked about the girls who wanted to join golf to meet guys. 
I think I originally was like, that's stupid. Don't be that girl. But really, I when we talked about it, I think the biggest reason to not is just because, like we talked about, you're not golfing to meet girls. You're golfing because you want to golf and maybe yeah. get away. So I don't ever want to potentiate the stereotype that like girls can't like sports and you're a tryhard for doing that. I think I have the perfect answer for this. Okay. Um, if if your interest in sports is genuine, then be as into sports as you want to be. I agree. But if you're forcing it to maybe impress someone or to be like the sports girl, then we're gonna pick up on it and it's gonna we're it's it's just a bad look for you. I feel like people who know sports. Yeah. No one other people know sports. Don't be the girl who's yelling at at the football game because other people are and you might not know what's going on or care right. who's winning the game. But if you genuinely are like that into the game, then that's fucking cool. Right. Just don't force it. Don't be fake. Yeah, you can always tell. And this, yeah. and this it goes across gender lines too. I remember people I used to work with back in the day, like dudes trying to talk sports on like Monday morning. It's so clear when someone is just you know, watching the highlights on Sports Center and coming in and trying to have like a, a right. high level conversation, and it's like, dude, you don't have to do that. The great yeah. thing about 2019 is like, be interested in the stuff you care about. So I always was really into football growing up because I watched a lot of college football with my dad, so I knew about college football. But I'm not pretending to know shit about any plays, any now I don't know anything because I barely watch it, but like any pro stuff. So. Be interested in the stuff you actually like. Don't try to get into baseball just because the guy you like likes baseball. If y'all spend time together, maybe you'll watch a lot of baseball and then you'll know about it. I.e. me now knowing all the stuff about Premier League soccer. Yeah. Which I never thought I would like. But if you genuinely like sports, you should continue to like sports. And if you play golf, continue to play golf. And maybe you will meet a guy that way. I don't think it's the best... Wait, I don't think you should try to take up something just as a method of meeting people. Um, although I appreciate the innovation and putting yourself out there. But when it comes to sports and especially like how girls in sports, etc., if that's something you really like, exactly what Dylan said, like show interest in it because you care about it. But don't feel like you need to go home and study so that people are impressed by your knowledge. Golf right. is just not the right sport to try to pick up. No. To, to meet well, golf is hard to pick up in general. It is, so, so. it is so hard to pick up. But co-ed baseball or, yeah. you know. I think there are girls who think that they that guys find it impressive if they're into football or something. And I don't get it because I've never been like, oh, that girl is like super attractive. She's like yelling at the at the TV. I've never understood that. It's not like an, it's not a trait. I My love for. for college football has never won me points with any guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why. I think there's like this prevailing notion that it's like guys are into girls who are like into sports and i just don't think it's that true right sure on some occasions it is but for the most part it's not but people can tell when you're being a tryhard in a lot of different areas so if you're pretending to be into sports or you're posting to instagram pretending that you're having a great time but we really know you're not people can sniff out a tryhard so i think that i if you're not being a tryhard because you actually like sports great you should you should continue to cheer for all of your teams and not let somebody's opinion of you change that. Nailed it. Last one. Here it comes. What's up, Big Dill and Little Sal? Uh, quick question for you guys. Um, kind of just want to know if anybody else is doing this out there. Uh, since my, maybe my sophomore year in college, uh, some background, I'm 26 now. 
Um, so you're looking at about seven, six years ago. Um, I have been a member of the free ball clan 100% of the time. Uh, the only time I basically wear any kind of underpants is to the gym when I throw on those compressions. Um, I hear you guys talk about MeUndies a lot. Uh, to me, there's nothing more comfortable than not wearing underwear. Um, is this common? Am I alone? Are there other members of the family out there? Love to know. He's a he's a member of the free ball okay. clan. I don't know a single person who does this. Not on purpose. No. Um, especially since the boxer brief was invented, which is by far, in my opinion, the superior underwear. You got to have support. I don't get it. Why would anybody want to do this? I think my dad used to do it when I was a kid, like on occasion, like he was just like didn't go on. I don't know. It was weird, but no one's doing this. I don't see. I don't see why. Now there there is a fertility argument. Yes, yes, I've heard that too. Doesn't sound like that's where this guy's at. I don't know. And the idea behind that is that underwear that provides support it it, it brings your your balls up closer in and it's like they're hotter or something and it kills. Some of the sperm, I think. I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, I do not know any guys who do this, but I don't know any guys' underwear habits besides Will. Um, I do know girls who do this. And I don't know if it's different. See, personally, like, I always have to wear underwear. That would be weird. But I know several girls who never wear underwear. Like, even... I mean, I've not worn underwear like in certain clothes and things like that because you can't have like a VPL, visible panty line. And maybe the whatever you're wearing doesn't, you can't wear underwear. But I I don't have male genitalia, so I can't tell you right. what. Yeah, we I feel know like that. you're really limiting like... yourself too as to what you can wear if you're a guy. I mean, there's certain things you're just, well, I'm not wearing Well, those. like, I, here's my question. Because, like, pants, I don't really see this being a problem. But, like, shorts. shorts. Oh, yeah, if you're wearing some, some khaki shorts or something. Yeah. Plus, you got to be careful when you when you zip up. And this guy's that, a, he's been doing it for seven years. He has a lot of practice, I know. But still, you got to be zip up slowly, sir. There is a Friends episode where Phoebe is dating a guy who is a free baller, and he wears really short shorts, and he, like, puts his leg up to tie a shoe, and everyone sees his thing. So I guess I'm just, like... I. I don't know enough. Like, your shorts have to be a certain length. My guess, I is, guess. My guess is this they, guy has never move. worn, like, a, a nice pair of underwear. Like, like he's... undies. Maybe it's just a life. But I'm also, if you've always here. never worn underwear, maybe that's just such a weird... Like, it's a texture thing. Because I remember when I went from, like, standard boxers to boxer brief, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, this makes a lot more sense. Because boxers are kind of just, like... But some people don't want... Shorts. The constriction, maybe. I don't know. I, on the opposite side, know of someone who, this is very weird, has has an issue with, like, textures of clothes and will wear, like, leggings under her jeans or, like, certain tank tops that are cut out to, like, fit the dress she's wearing so she doesn't feel the texture of certain fabrics against her skin. Oh, that's got to be tough. Yeah. It's a lot of layers. Can you imagine living in Texas doing that? No. Yeah. Damn. So I don't know any guys who do this. I don't I'm not going to fault this guy for doing it. I just don't know anybody who does. I don't know a single I don't know a single person in my life. Not granted I don't know everyone's underwear habits. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it would come up if it was a friend. I feel of mine. like it's a lot more common for girls though to not wear underwear. Yeah. Well, you don't you, have, you don't have stuff hanging off of you. But then there's support. some like logistical issues based on what time of the month it is that could mm. cause some problems. Sure. 
But yeah, but you don't, you don't have this these things hanging off of you that yeah. are a little cumbersome at times. You know? You're not wearing basketball shorts. You're definitely not wearing joggers. Like this guy's. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it limits I mean, it limits what you can wear for that's sure. What I'm saying it's like, you, if you're wearing a suit, your suit pants. I mean, if it's like a nice suit, it's pretty thin. That's a thin layer. You can really, see the outline of your you be careful, your head bro. there, especially if you're out there grinding. <laughs> the head outline is not a good look. Yeah, we're not trying to see some deep print. Yeah, we're not we're not all <laughs> John Hams over I'm here. Not. No, I'm not trying to see that, Dave. Yeah, I'm just that's what I'm saying. I mean, that, yeah, all right, man, dude, but get buy some underwear. Go to MeUndies. This is ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty simple. No one's doing what you're doing. It, <laughs> it happened to me recently. I forgot underwear at the gym. And I had to walk out of there. I felt like... Oh, I was yeah. Like, I, like, have my backpack You told me about it. It's like, not fuck. It's I not felt, comfortable. No, it's not. You feel like everybody's staring at your I don't cross. like to be hanging loose down there, man. No, it's just reckless. It is. You're just slapping again. It's just... Yeah. And there's kids out there. Cover up, dog. You fucking freak. Well, guys, that was the last one. That was it. Did you have fun, Dave? Yeah, I did have fun. Thanks. Sally, how much fun did you have? I had a great time. And I already asked my question. So you got the, Sally's bonus question was up front this time. Love Water bottle that. types. Love it. Don't forget, again, please follow us on social media. That's at Mailin Podcast. The hotline, again, 888-362-6245. All topics, as always, are on the table. Uh, don't forget to support us by subscribing, rating five stars, reviewing it. Tell a friend, tell five friends, tell everybody you know. Help us grow this thing. Um, Sally, where can we follow you on social media? Sally Young on Instagram and Twitter. Dave, get a plug in, dog. At D Carter Ruff on Twitter and Snap at DC Ruff on Instagram. Thanks for letting me produce this. <laughs> You're always welcome here, Dave. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at D Shivery. That's C H E V E R E R E. We will see you next week. Thank you. See you next week.